You think Riley's complicated? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I really wanted her to have layers. And, you know, you look at a show like Lost and what they were able to do. And every time you see them, you see something different. And so I hope so. Do you think you're complicated? (laughs) I don't know. Are you? (laughs) I just want to be boring. So I guess complicated makes it a little more interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Multi-layered. I was just testing you to see where you were going to run with that one. <laughs> Is that high maintenance? I'm not <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I had to, though. You know, I had to ask. <laughs> no problem. Again, it's that, like, you dream of this, and then it's just so much better than you can ever even imagine. Wow. You know, the other thing I thought is, you know, this idea of everybody's a little bit of a freak. You know, you, all these characters that kind of seem out there really aren't, because everybody is. Yeah. And But, you know, I, I settled everybody's on, a little freaky there, Tracy? Yeah, basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know that whole likability thing, sometimes it, it gets in the way. Yeah. With characters, yeah. but I think there has to be some sort of emotional connection that people make to what you're trying to do. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they always say the bad guy and it is the hero of his own story. And I think if you approach it that way, sometimes that's probably good, too. Oh, my. Fantastic. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I'm the host and producer of this podcast. And I am broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set and the moonlight is now upon us. It's fantastic being back with you all tonight after a mini break there again. I've been rather swamped as of late with a few film festivals, and let me tell you, they were fantastic experiences, but gosh, thanks so much for joining me on this podcast again tonight. I want to remind all of you that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to us via our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. Just use that contact form and I will certainly get back to you. Just make sure you have some skin in the game prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. We value that strongly for credibility. Also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone listening that this is an information and discussion based podcast. We do not censor ourselves and we sure the hell don't censor our guests. So please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. We've got a fantastic guest for you tonight. Someone that I believe flies under the radar quite a bit. Her name is Tracy May. And let me tell you a little bit about Miss May. Tracy May is an award-winning writer. Riley, her comedy web series about a former teen pop star now in her 20s, premiered in January 2017 with From the Ground Up Productions. She has also written two performed skits for TMI Hollywood and a live comedy show here in Los Angeles and has had table reads in both Manhattan and Las Vegas. Her voice as a writer is to fuse dark, quirky humor into grounded drama with provocative twist endings. I love that. I think you're going to really enjoy this discussion. My goodness, first-time listeners and long-time listeners, this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that 
fresh batch of popcorn, sit back, relax, and get a little comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. We have got a special guest for the listeners tonight, and you know, she's somebody I would say that sort of flies under the radar, and I'm going to continue with this for a second before I give her name here, because it's, it's cool because I've had Hillary on the show, and I had Justin on the show, who are fantastic guests, super talented actors, and they kept saying how great the writing is, and... Uh, some of our listeners may know what project I'm talking about, but there's been someone that's been kind of flying under radar there <laughs> who makes the magic happen. And my God, Miss Tracy May, it is a pleasure to have you on this podcast tonight. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh my God. I am really excited to have you on the program and we've got a lot to discuss here. So let's and give our listeners some context and kind of start with your backstory. Would you mind sharing you know, where you were born and raised and how you got started in this crazy entertainment industry? Okay, basically, my parents are Irish immigrants, and they immigrated to New York. And after some time, they realized it was just not really good for my brother's health. He had some lung issues. Mm. So my mom went to the library and looked up dry places to live in the States and <laughs> found found Arizona. Oh, uh, yeah. And then after that, you know, my dad's a welder. And so basically, sometimes you have to kind of go where the work is. Right. So we, we moved around a lot and kind of settled back down in Arizona and, you know, been living in Tempe and ever since. Oh, my goodness. Now, how did you get into entertainment? I mean, how did this whole thing kind of start for you, though? You know what I mean? This creative thing. Yeah. Are you yeah, somebody who you know, just watched a lot of movies? You know, what got those juices flowing creatively? Have you always been a creative person? Or did you did you do a lot of writing uh, in general? You know, it, it's interesting, actually, because when I when I turned 30, I got some tattoos. And then when I turned 40, <laughs> I started to write. So, um <laughs> I think that nice. the writing may have worked out better for me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know what? A lot of it was just, you know, it, I love movies. I've always loved movies. We're a big movie family. And mm. I think, I think honestly, film can kind of just be this trans, you know, transforming figure. And, and I just love it. And I love, I love sharing those experiences with people. But I had seen, it was Milk. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean Penn's milk. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, you know, he, he turned 40 and decided to change his life and to move to San Francisco. And, and in doing so, he changed the world. And I just I loved that idea. And, you know, along that around that same time, I started to attend Comic-Cons. Mm, right. Nice. I think what people kind of don't realize with Comic-Cons is that it's just this great artist secret yeah. Because you have these, you know, whole strands of programming just for writers and mm. programming for artists. And I would go and, you know, you they have these people on the panel. And I thought to myself, I, I want to be on the panel. I wanted to be the other side of the table, basically. Oh, yeah. And right. so I started to write. And, you know, I never approached writing like it was a hobby. I always approached it like this is the career I want. So once I decided to just commit to it, I completely committed to it. And, you know, I would every night I would, you know, want to learn something or try something or, you know, take online classes, whatever it was. And and I just, you know, like day after day at night would just apply and and persevere. And, you know, and it's worked out really well. 
Oh, that's fascinating. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm so curious. So, you obviously, you were certainly a movie watcher. Your family is, as you said. Were there any movies or screenplays that kind of inspired you to start writing yourself? I mean, obviously, it sounds like you had like a life transformation there. I kind of wonder if that itch was always there, but 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 it's interesting. Was there like, I mean, outside of, you know, the Sean Penn movie, was was there anything else that kind of really catapulted things for you? No, I would have to say probably more television. I mm, yeah. I just think that television is now and, and you know, it's, yeah, I, I definitely love television. But, you know, my family was a big Dr. Zhivago fan. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just like that kind of epic story or like the godfather which i think has got to be the best american film ever made that's just pitch perfect yes you know watching that and and i love i love movies that kind of like an edgar wright film where you can you know play within the universe and i i just love that as well you know and i I think you know comedically wise like monty python Mm, yeah you know so well good stuff edgar wright he's doing something new coming out soon yeah uh baby driver yeah i think it's that's, yeah, that's I, I, I just find him endlessly fascinating and, and the work he does just, you know, yeah, it's it's my friend of mine calls it the frequency. And, you know, when something just kind of you just get something. Yeah. You no. Know, and I, I definitely think it's a frequency thing. That's cool. It's cool hearing you mention him because I have a buddy who absolutely loves him some Edgar Wright like and I do too like he always hits me up and always is like yeah let's go to because he always does these cool screenings by the way have you had an opportunity to ever see him in person yes yeah isn't he fantastic yes yeah yes I was at comic-con it's kind of a funny story I was at comic-con and I stood in the back because you know sometimes you have to hang out in these panel rooms for a really long time right and the panel that was before it was for spaced which if you haven't seen it's incredible but and so I kind of stood in the back kind of what I didn't realize is what's where they put the celebrities yeah and so i kind of stood because it was really crazy crowded and i was just like i'm gonna hang out here until this panel's over and he and and you know simon Pegg and like the entire cast was there and they they kind of thought i worked at comic-con was volunteering because of where i was standing yeah but (laughs) but yeah so that was a a really great experience and then to see him on the panel talking about space too was was tremendous wasn't it yeah very (laughs) that's awesome do you have any favorite screenwriters yourself? A writer? You know, I really like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. I think, um, you know, that fast paced dialogue yep, is yep. just great. You know, I, yeah. I, I like the fact that I have to keep up. Right, right. You know, I mean, social network to me, that's just a marriage made in heaven with oh, him yeah. and David Fincher. Yep. You know, because I love David Fincher's kind of that muted yeah. thing he does with colors. Yep. yep. And then to pair that with, with um, Aaron Sorkin, I just thought was really cool. And Edgar Wright, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah. See, Sorkin's interesting. I, I think one thing that's interesting about just the way, I think the layers, too, the way, uh, the witty, fast, just great moving dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's some people who I think just are just really, really gifted. Like, for example, you look at, you know, Steve Jobs, That uh, that's like all dialogue, right? Right. And the way that dialogue moved and just how well he was able to just kind of craft that, uh, it's just a certain skill that's not fascinating. But, you know, obviously the credentials, the, the credits go on. It's a well-decorated individual there, obviously. But do you have a favorite? You know, was the social network it? Because Moneyball was good. It's a, I don't know. Yeah. And even just uh, A Few Good Men yeah. is a movie that I will Classic. sit and watch over and over again. Right. Right. I just think that's great. And, and Wes Anderson. 
oh I really God. like Wes Anderson Absolutely. films. Totally. Yeah. He's almost unlocked the entire genre of just style, cinematic style and presentation of film and stories. Oh, God. Oh, you're not even get into that. You're going to get me all fired up here, miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I remember sitting watching Royal Tenenbaums and uh, not wanting that movie to end yes. and just like drinking that, every second of that movie in and just, uh, I love everything about that movie. Oh, me too. Oh, you're mm-hmm. killing me here. You're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> uh, so there was a point, though, with yourself that, you know, you realize you could do this professionally. Jumping into this thing we call entertainment is really ballsy to say the least but you realize you know you could do it professionally you just wanted to take a shot at it give it a try yeah i think you know i just went for it and then i ended up putting i ended up starting to put things in contests and i know sometimes people kind of go back and forth with contests but i ended up starting to put things in contests and you know after a few tries i i won yeah and and then the next one that i won was a it was a a table read in new york city right uh, for the Brownfish Film Festival in right. in, in New York, mm-hmm. and so I went. I'm like, oh no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna go to this, and you know, so that was kind of for me. I think the moment where I'm like, okay, this could really be something. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. talk about because writing isn't just you know creativity, as they say. It is a lot of it structure too. There's a technical uh, part of that as well. <sighs> I'm curious about you know how you kind of learned the basics of screenwriting because you know you know strong writing it's it's one thing but you know structure and again being technically savvy is also important but how did you really learn the basics of this whole process were there books what was your you know was process did you read a lot of screenplays what was kind of the method to this madness yeah all of those things i you know i took classes online yeah i studied myself and you know i kind of walk through the process with final draft basically just kind of using that and reading screenplays and yeah so i mean it was definitely like there's no easy you know what i'm saying it it takes the time it takes the perseverance because it's yeah but then once you have it you have it you know once you understand the format and i know it's kind of a living document in some senses Mm, and you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i i just yeah it's it's work but it's it's good work it's happy work yeah, happy work. I like that. So let's talk about your writing process too. Do you create an outline? When do you, I guess, those creative juices start flowing for you? Well, you know, I know that it's something that, you know, you're kind of told you should do. Yeah. And a lot of times I will kind of sketch things out. I'll have ideas kind of percolating in my mind for a while, mm-hmm. but then just sit down and sketch it out. Invariably, when I do that, it's usually like about 15 minutes into the process that I've completely ignored. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think, that. you know, I think like Ray Bradbury says, you know, you can't really plot a novel. You have to let it live. You have to let it breathe. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of even though it's yes, I, you know, I think the correct answer is yes, I outline it all. But the the real answer is, you know, you sometimes you just have to explore it and yeah. let it become what it's supposed to become. Yeah, organically. Really yeah. Just kind of let mm-hmm. it manifest, and, mm-hmm. which is really the way life is in general. You know, you can't really script life. And it's interesting right. that the creative process sometimes mimics life. Uh, when it works. Yeah. And you know what? And I really think it's like whatever works for the writer, mm, yeah. you know, whatever process works for the writer, yeah. because to try to be something you're not isn't going to work for anybody. Mm, good point. Yeah. Probably one way mm-hmm. people get writer's block too. you know, yeah. when, you, when you try to force things mm-hmm. we'll talk about writer's block in a bit. But do you like stick to the three act structure? I mean, what are your thoughts on it in general? Because some people, you know, only live by it and some don't. 
And I know, obviously, you're writing web series, which is different in certain ways, but there's still elements of the, you know, the structure, the typical structure of a story. You know, what are your thoughts on it? Because I'm kind of curious about your approach in general in a, to writing. And you know, for those that want to write for TV or you know, web series, you know, just always curious about their process. Do you mind kind of expanding on that? Yeah, sure. I, I think that, you know, if you're looking at a feature, it's kind of a little different because it's more long-term yeah. plotting. I think something that's, you know, with television, I never feel pressured to have this long-term ending at that moment. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and I do understand that, of course, these are probably all the wrong answers, but no, I no, think, no. you know, to think about, you know, long-term plotting in a feature, you kind of have to be a little more structured about it. Mm. Where, you know, I think television is, you know, you get to kind of play a little bit more with structure. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know. Right, right. Do you feel you found your voice as a writer or is there such a thing? Yeah, I definitely think there's a thing. And and I would say again that it's kind of organic and, you know, you put, you know, the same piece of work in two different artists' hands and you're going to get something completely different. I think for me, I really like dark humor. Whatever it is Uh, that you're doing, I really like it. I think it's that kind of Irish thing, but I I definitely, (laughs) you know, I I will be attracted to that every time. Yeah. And, and, you know, to have those moments, regardless of the story you're telling, to have those moments where you can kind of take a breath. I mean, you look at a character like Tyrion Lannister in Game Mm, of Thrones, and it's such a heavy, you know, it's such a heavy show at times. To have him there is kind of that moment of levity. Right. Is... Mm-hmm. is really much needed <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's funny we're talking about characters i'm really curious about you know your whole character development process because that's something i think you do i mean really well it just shows you know on screen but um, i can only imagine what it's like for one being an actor receiving this this writing which they talk about being fantastic and then you know as a director somebody that's got to kind of interpret it and and really what you're doing it's it's really the writer's vision i know i could probably catch bullets for saying it but it is in my opinion because i think you know web series and tv in general plays out different i think it's more of a, a writer's platform than it is more so a director's vision although the director's certainly there but web series is unique it's kind of maybe a hybrid of both but uh, obviously you know these characters have lived through you you've created them they've manifested can you share a little bit about your process you know the writing process for you it's particularly as it relates to character development does it take you a while to develop these characters do you already have them in your head uh how does that whole thing kind of manifest for you mostly what it is is that i'll have a spark of an idea like i have this picture in my hallway an older picture of my grandfather in in an organization that he was in and it just kind of felt like every time i walked down the hallway he was eyeballing me <laughs> and then so <laughs> a little creepy there right <laughs> i kind of started thinking about you know photographs and and basically like kind of the eeriness especially of older photographs oh yeah so something like that will hit me Mm. and then it will kind of blossom from there like there'll be an idea or sometimes i'm a really auditory person i'm not really a visual person so oh fascinating for me sometimes i have to hear things to get the visual Uh so um, there was a scene it was just not working for me it was not working for me and going back to the social network it was that scene where they were rowing oh yeah the the music that score is tremendous yes and I was writing a scene that was completely not that, yeah. and but it was just that what I needed to get me there. And oh, I love you that. know, just the easiness of that whole scene paired with the music. As far as just kind of little story things, like you know, a lot of family stories, and it's not that I take them and just you know, I don't um, you know just transpose them, but like you know, something, some little gem of it. You know, for example, mm. my uncle was telling me a story about going in for a job interview and. 
the man had a whole desk full of cigarettes and <laughs> he looked at my uncle and said, you got a cigarette. So I just thought that was such the coolest thing. And oh you know, little stories like that where yeah. you can things and in, into whatever character you're going for. Wow. I think me too, like it's really all about character. So I love ensemble cast. Like you look at Transparent or yes. Sense8 or right. Please Like Me, which is an Australian comedy that I just absolutely love. And yeah, the guests from there said it was fantastic. It is. It's a comedy, but it also has that just emotional touchstone. And it's, yeah, it's wow. amazing. Actually. But, you know, out. that kind of that the character and the relationships in that character's life. And I think for me, that was important, too, with Riley is that, you know, all of these people in her life. And, you know, sometimes you see these uh, romantic comedies where it's just about the romance. And I really, really like the idea of all of the relationships in her life and yeah. how that, you know, it, it's not just a romance. It's it's a romance with her friends. It's a, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's the relationships. All the relationships are important. Wow. Can you relate to Riley? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> okay. We'll come back to like, that. We'll come. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to pause you on that. Cause we'll, we're going to come back to that. I'm, I'm curious about that, but I want to pick your brain a little bit more about your, your process here. Now, does dialogue come easy for you or is it one of the most yeah. difficult parts? Really? It is because of the audio thing it's it's wow. i can can read something and then you know i it's it's harder for me to kind of soak that all in if i hear it i got it so for me i definitely pay attention to when people are speaking and yeah definitely it, it's because of the audio thing oh my it's I mean, i'm not saying i'm great at it i'm just saying like that to me actually the dialogue is always kind of the most fun part for me Nice. Do you listen to music when you write? You know what? It's interesting. I can only listen to um, like French pop music. Oh. Like I don't speak French. So if I need something that's kind of peppy, that works for me because I'm not paying attention to the words. Oh, that's slick. So <laughs> whatever it is, I have to find something that I'm not going to pay attention to the words. Wow. So and, you know, if I'm doing something, and, and, you know, tones also, you know, is, is this the right tone? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if I'm doing a fight scene, sometimes I'll have to put on something that I maybe wouldn't necessarily choose, like some sort of, you know, heavy metal type thing. Oh, yeah, right. But, mm -hmm. but just to kind of get your headspace there. Yeah, me too. I actually do that too. It's interesting you say that. Yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to get, as you said, your headspace there. And <laughs> I always talk about exposition. How do you avoid it? Exposition. Well, that's you hard. That's hard not to sound like this is my brother. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's hard to kind of make that subtle sometimes. Right. I think, you know, and, and we'll talk about Riley later, but like the character Justin played yeah. where he's able to kind of see them in the bar and he's able to kind of express, oh my gosh, this happened. And, you know, in a kind of a fun way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of is my goal is not to make it sound like, Here's some exposition. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You don't want to spell it out. It should sneak yeah, up exactly. on you. Yeah, mm exactly. -hmm. Roger, that. Do you ever get writer's block? And, and I guess, you know, if you do, how do you overcome it, actually? I, I should say that. What I do is I kind of make a, if, if things throughout the year, you know, catch kind of catch my eye, I make a list. Mm -hmm. So, and again, it'll just be like some sort of, I was watching something on, um, it was Morgan Freeman's show, and he was talking about, you know, artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah, space show, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I just I just thought, wow. And, you know, so I kind of jotted down some things. And so that that's kind of like things that kind of inspire me throughout the year, so that I've always got a good, healthy list. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, I yeah. do that where we're just like, I, I can't get it. It's done. I'm over. And, you know, and then you kind of almost have to walk away from it. And then about an hour later, it'd be like, oh, I could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
had a writer on too. She was like, he's got to let it kind of breathe a little sometimes. Thought that yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you also, you kind of have, what do they call that? A vomit draft. Oh, sometimes yeah. you just kind of have to like kind of vomit it out and then let it kind of grow organically. Boom. Okay. Okay. Now, do you develop a sort of an emotional connection there with your character sometimes? Yeah, there was something I was writing and I knew immediately that I was going to kill off this character. And by the time I did, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, because you do like, you're like, I, you know, I love that character. Yeah. But sometimes they got to go. Oh, why? That's going to be a hard decision there because, you know, it's like, they're almost like your babies. you know. You, yeah, exactly. You create them and then you, know, you kind of have to decide the direction. Well, well, you actually get a little bit more control than you would over, <laughs> over a child. Because are going to do whatever they <laughs> want to a degree. I mean, obviously, it gives some structure. But, you know, with these characters, you can do so much more with them. And you're kind of a puppet master. Uh, yeah. Really. Wahaha. <laughs> you know, but I, I look at, you know, some of the British television shows that are out right now and, you know, they don't flinch from that, man. They, yeah. You know, you're watching something British and you almost want to apologize to the people in the room like, you know, this is a British show. They right. could die, you <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> so that's I think, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to flinch away from it. If they have to die, they have to die. Right. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Once you commit, it's easy to just, well, it's maybe not easy, but you, you got to do it. You just got to yeah. make it happen. Huh. Mm -hmm. Like that. Really do. Do you have a daily writing routine? I know you mentioned it a little bit. You said you, you kind of get into your routine, but can you mind kind of, is there anything quirky about it? What do you typically do? No, do you? I do a lot of writing on the weekends hmm. and I'm yeah. a teacher. So I do a lot of writing in the summers and stuff too, which is nice to sit down and try to focus every night on writing is a little harder. Like that's why I kind of like the idea of, you know, maybe reading a script or mm, yeah. taking a class or, you know, researching something during the week. Right. Or maybe if I, if something popped up that week and just, you know, jotting down an idea, but to sit down and focus after a long day, it's a little harder, mm, but yeah. yeah, definitely on the weekend, I really try to make sure that I just have a chunk of time. And, you know, all of us do that where you're just, you know, you're basically be willing to clean the oven rather than write sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> just, and stay off the internet. You know, yeah. I will find that internet rabbit hole <laughs> like, oh, I need to know this. And then I end up like taking a Facebook quiz on right. artists, yep. you know, yep. like 10 this hours is, later. This is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is addicting to say the least. My gosh. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a story there. I mean, internet addict, it's so easy to get engulfed. This, this constant stimulation I think we have in our lives now, but the information stimulation, it's fantastic. You know, and the access to the information that's out there. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, I ask you something here that I, I've always wondered because I think we all kind of suffer this, but I want to hear from your perspective. Is it lonely being a writer or a screenwriter? Huh? I never considered it lonely yeah. ever. I think too, because, you know, like I said, I'm a teacher. So sometimes, you know, you're surrounded by people all the time. Mm, yeah. So I kind of actually kind of like the, the solitude of that maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, I've never considered it lonely at all, okay. actually. Okay. I, I think for me, it kind of makes me feel sometimes maybe more connected. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Being a part of the art or. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. Your philosophy. And it's, I'm always curious about that because uh, it's, it's, I mean, you do, like you said, I think you spend a lot of time alone in, in your mind, really. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That in itself, I guess, could be therapeutic. It could be maddening. I could see where at times you don't have that immediate feedback, too, which 
you do in some other, you know, creative professions, I guess. It's kind of therapeutic in a way too, because you've really expressed yourself or you've created something and you're obviously happy about, but then you never know how a crowd of people or even one person's going to respond to that. You know, it's almost sometimes, I guess, safer when it's not out because, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In your head, it's great. But then, you know, you put it out there in the universe and sometimes it's, it's not pretty. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Oh my goodness. Now, before we go to our break here, what qualities, in your opinion, does a good screenwriter possess? Pacing. You know, I think pacing and tone. Sometimes I struggle with keeping a similar tone because if it may be one day to the other that I'm writing something and maybe I just don't feel like taking that tone that day. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm hmm. I've gotten feedback on that. So it's something I try to keep in mind and, and watch for what other people do. I think, you know, there is an element. I know that whole likability thing sometimes it, it gets in the way yeah. with characters. Yeah. But I think there has to be some sort of emotional connection that people make to what you're trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they always say the bad guy and it is the hero of his own story. And I think if you approach it that way, sometimes that's probably good, too. Oh, my. Fantastic. Ah, any others? That's tremendous right there what you said yeah most of the time i always find the bad guys way more interesting yeah yeah me too <laughs> look actually. at the joker and batman i mean i'm sorry i'm probably gonna make a lot of enemies here but you know what the joker is so much more interesting i agree i totally agree i co-sign that absolutely you know even though he's evil like there's obviously something there that people are connecting with absolutely mm -hmm. that's um very human too i think yeah life is interesting in that way i think it's it's a delicate balance and i find those characters more interesting too like the darker characters so i guess you could say we're both kind of cynical in that regard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but gosh we're gonna take a short break here i, I want to give you a chance to reset and then give our listeners a chance to reset because i want to come back here and discuss this awesome web series this project this writing project <laughs> riley the series when we return from break how's that sound good that sounds great okay great well ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a short break here and then we'll come back with more of tracy may after this break you do not want to go anywhere folks because we're going to be right back To the Cinema After Dark podcast, and we are continuing a ah, just a wonderful, fascinating discussion with Miss Tracy May, and she so kindly discussed her journey into this thing we call the film industry. And for this half of the discussion, my gosh, let's talk about Riley the series. And I'm just gonna read a brief synopsis here for those that aren't familiar with. This, uh, this tremendous series here. Riley is an original comedy series about a former teen pop star. Now in her 30s, she's struggling to overcome her publicly humiliating downfall and subsequent nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the power of friendship 
and the quirky characters she meets along the way that just might get her through. And we'll leave it right there. <laughs> Love that little cliffhanger there. Now, I've got to ask you one of the things that's been on my mind here, and I've had to really had two fantastic guests here who have been able to really live through these wonderful characters that you've created here on the paper. And, you know, we see manifest on the screen here. But I've got to ask you, what was the inspiration to develop this series? And I guess it's really like a multi-part questionnaire. How did you meet Jennifer? Obviously, she's a co-creator. And, and how did you connect with the uh, director? you know, Jeffrey on this? Yeah, great question. Jennifer had put out a request for scripts. And so I applied or I, I pitched Riley for in her in the original form. And, you know, thank God she picked me. Wow. And, you know, I just honestly, she's amazing because, yeah. you know, you have this idea in your head of like, oh, you know, like the ideal situation. And, and she has been that and more. Wow. So I have to say all kudos to Jennifer there. But, you know, her and I, we sat down and we we thought through it and we co-created it and kind of developed it from there. I think we were both really interested in this idea of, you know, picking yourself up and, you know, finding that inner strength in you to, OK, this horrible thing happened. And you basically everything you thought you knew about yourself is is no more. Yeah. Now yeah. what? You know, <laughs> So, yeah. So, you know, this idea of I used to be this mm -hmm. and now who are you? And I, I think for me, too, it, it goes all the way back to just watching a lot of World Cup games. Oh, nice. And, yeah. Which is going to be funny to my friends who know I'm absolutely so not a sports person, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you'd see these players and, you know, from all over the world, America, everybody, and they would, something just horrible would happen. And they may kick the ball on the other end of the field or whatever. And you knew they had to go home and just the whole country's like rooting for them. Yeah. And then this thing happens and you're just, your heart breaks for them. And I, I think for me, that was kind of what I was thinking where, you know, here's Riley and, you know, she was massive and she was Britney Spears or, you know, all of these huge stars and, then what? Yeah, and mm -hmm. and it's the people around her, and that really because I always c consider Riley a little like glue. She's kind of the glue of every situation, yeah. and she's, you know she's keeping everything together. And how she learns to kind of find herself again. Yeah, oh, really, really fascinating stuff there. <laughs> you know, as somebody, I mean, I'm just fascinated by how this whole thing kind of manifests. You know, even the casting process in general. What's that like from a from a screenwriting, you know, perspective, obviously you have some idea that you know Jennifer is going to to play Riley, and you know, obviously she's fantastic to say the least. I mean, goodness gracious! Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. But were you involved in some of the casting decisions? Did you find out about that afterwards? I'm so curious to kind of go behind the scenes, and and I think this is another two parter where it's like, what did you think when you saw this this cast manifest when you saw these individuals really come to life? It's surreal. It really is. Actually, I, I wasn't involved in that process, yeah. but she did an amazing job. And, and to see the videos that she's done with their auditions yeah. and to see them and like, it, you know, it gets you emotional. Like every time that I see it and, you know, if I have a bad day or something, I'll, you know, look at that and I'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, just surreal. and. And to see them just run with it. And then it also makes you think like, okay, dialogue wise, like, you know, when you hear your dialogue, I, I remember that. And also when I was in New York that time and hearing the words you wrote for the first time and how different people interpret them is just yeah. 
it's very surreal. Yeah. But I couldn't be happier. The entire cast is just outstanding and really lovely. And, you know, they'll send me like a nice comment on, you know, Twitter or what, you know, or <laughs> just kind of including me is, you know, because I don't live in L.A., just right. including me in that whole, you know, joy of it all. So, no, I, I couldn't be happier with the cast. Yeah, it's a tremendous. That's all I can say. I mean, everything that I've seen, I'm just like, wow, wow. From Joe, I mean, oh, geez. I think everybody is just so fantastic. I could really have everyone on the show. <laughs> I mean, well, I was like, it's just, it, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I hear so? you. <laughs> I, I, just, I absolutely hear you there. Yeah. And I think, like, really committed. You know, something yes. that I enjoy comedy wise, I, I love silly done smart. Yeah. You know, I love that kind of juxtaposition of the silly and the smart and because you kind of have to commit to silly and, you know, I just think all of them just do a beautiful job of that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so true. Mm. So true. What did you think about some of their individual um, portrayals of the characters? I'm kind of curious about that. Like Joe, he's an, he's an Emmy award winning. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Just amazing. And he's incredible. Yeah. He's absolutely incredible. And, you know, seeing him in the mime gear and it, <laughs> It, it just gets me every single time. And again, it's that like you dream of this and then it's just so much better than you can ever even imagine. Wow. And then Justin, Hillary, I mean, it's just everybody kind of, I don't know, you uh, just seeing their manifestations of it. Do you think it's really close to what you had envisioned when you saw them in your head? Yeah, I think Remy, I think Nick Apostolidis. Yeah. Like he... Just seeing him and see Remy to me was the most fun character to write in the series. Oh, I was just going to ask you who was yeah. the most fun. Interesting. Why? How? So, this is fascinating. Remy just, you know, you kind of wonder where Remy came from, but he yep. just flowed. And I really thought that Remy kind of, he's a good guy. I mean, you know, no matter what comes out of his mouth, <laughs> like inherently he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. And I just think, you know, Nick really kind of captured that. Ah, you know? gotcha. Okay. You know, and I think there's a lot of comedy gold to be mined from Riley kind of experiencing different dating. But then you look at Henry and, you know, you look at Scott Spicer, who yes, portrays Scott. that and you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm not so sure if she's going to break up with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. like that what he was able to portray. And I think, honestly, like some of the emotion that he was able to portray right. was incredible. And just all of them. I Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I just think Jennifer and Hillary, all of them are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really wild. By the way, do you get to work or speak with Jeffrey about any of that? Like, how how does that process work, the whole creative process? It's mostly been Jennifer and Kara. Oh, cool. Kara Michelotti. That, yeah. uh, and again, I hope I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm so sorry, Kara, if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mainly them. I did speak to Jeffrey once, and he was amazing. And But yeah, it's mostly been Jennifer. Okay, fantastic. Just let folks know, Kara, obviously, uh, she's, I think she's the line producer, right? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. It's amazing how uh, you know, Jennifer, uh, I guess, was really able to put all this together. I, I'm really excited about this. I'm sorry. It's just, it resonated. Me too. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool having you on this podcast, I tell you. Now, how many episodes did you crank out at first? Did you have a certain amount in mind? Well, it was originally a short script. And then when Jennifer and I started to work together the summer of 2015 and, and co-create it, then we broke it down into 13. Yeah. So the pilot will be the first three. And then there's 10 more. And there's still some small tweaking to do, but that's pretty much good to go. Oh, good stuff. Do you mm -hmm. figure it being a situation where you will 
tweak a lot as things sort of manifest? Yeah, you know what? I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah. I, you know, like... Are you up for that, I guess? I yeah, you know, I mean, w w as long as it's good for Riley, yeah, you know, kind of a thing, like as, as long as it's, you know, the direction that we need to go. And but yeah, I, I've been quite happy. Okay, cool. Yeah. My wheels are spinning here. And I, I do like a good ensemble comedy. And yeah. I think, you know, that we can explore all of these. You know, you look at, at um, Joe's character of Gavin and, mm, yeah. you know, it, he's a great guy. I mean, I, I think there's just such great humanity in all of these characters Yeah, that, you know, there's just so much where you can go there, where it's just that kind of like painful love. Yeah, there's, you know? there's depth. But what's interesting, too, is they really do stick out as having their own kind of unique voices, too. And I, good, I, good. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a hard thing to do, I think, personally. But it's something that I feel shows and that's there's a number of different things i think that comes from the writing it comes from you know the acting the direct everything just has to flow well for that but it really starts with the writing what's on the page and how that's you know being interpreted did you get that sense when you were writing it did you get the uniqueness of it or does it come together even more when you see you know, obviously them play these characters i think it comes together more when you see them play the characters because yeah. you know it, it really makes it like oh okay this is real yeah you know and yeah, absolutely. Because you hear it in your head, yeah. you know, but to hear it actually from actors, it's it's crazy, you know, but <laughs> but yeah, it just makes you just kind of want to, you know, make sure that they're all rounded and, you know, basically like contradictions like we all are like real people. Right. And right. so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to know sometimes what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Really, there's no barriers Obviously, you live within certain boundaries. I'm sure you have certain arcs in your head, maybe, for them. But right. then again, mm -hmm. that can be changed or tweaked. And I don't know. It's kind of, again, this kind of like organic thing that can manifest into it. Because, you know, you look at some of these shows and first thing the writers and producers tell you is like, you know, these characters start off one way and then ended up sometimes a show or even, you know, an audience's response to them have made the show go in a different direction. I, I think yeah. that's unique about this too, right? Couldn't you, I mean, there's, there's really endless possibilities with it, right? I mean, yeah, especially with, like I said, with the ensemble cast and, yeah. you know, so yeah, absolutely. Whatever, you know, what, you well, know, I, I want them to be just as much a part of the process as anything. Yeah. Yeah. How long did mm -hmm. it take you to really write and get the structure down for the episodes? You know, how long did everything sort of. You know what? I had the the short script Riley in 2015, so it was a good maybe six months of just kind of rethinking wow. and thinking and rethinking and thinking. Mm -hmm. And you know, with Jennifer and I, and um, you know, I think you know that kind of also letting that kind of ferment is actually probably pretty good as well. Mm, yeah, just yeah. kind of letting it blossom as it should. Yeah. Did you guys get each other right away? Seems like. Yeah, it. she's like I said, I mean, she's so professional and, you know, from minute to end and and everything. I don't know when that woman sleeps because she yeah. just <laughs> she does so much. But yeah. absolutely. And and I appreciate that. I, you know, I, that's exactly what I would hope for. Right. Right. And you talk about, you know, like what you would hope for. I want to know what your goals are for this from a writer's perspective. What would you like to see? happen with this well i think there's just it's such an exciting time right now because there's so many avenues like i'm you know you look at and you know especially for women i think you know a lot of the amazon comedies like fleabag yes. Fe um, mm -hmm. you know phoebe waller bridges and one mississippi mm -hmm. you know and minda kaling like yeah i i think i would just love to see it take off like that Absolutely. that would be fantastic yeah you know and, and like i said you know you've got all these streaming services and you know 
I mean, I, I hardly ever just watch regular TV anymore. I, yeah, I'm just kind of streaming so much. And I, I mean, I think, you know, for women creators, I, I just think it's a, a really, really good time. And that would be a dream. Right. I think one of the things that's unique about this too, is I love the fact that it, you know, has a, a woman's voice on it. Do you think that is was critical in, you know, this, and it's, it's interesting you bring that up was kind of my, my next point in terms of the writing and the, the, the story in general, you know, of, of Riley. How much of that was important to you or is important to you? You know, huh? Well, I wouldn't want it to be like a cliche, like right, right. this woman character yeah. can only do this because, right. you know, she's a female and we can't show her being vulnerable or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I would hope it would be strong female role models without feeling like I'm a strong female role model without kind of feeling like that kind of cliched yeah. I am woman kind of hear me roar thing. Absolutely. But I don't think I can necessarily get away from that voice. <laughs> you know. And I I remember them talking about Alien and how Sigourney Weaver was originally written for a man. And yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the idea being, well, just does it matter? Do you know what I'm saying? Good like point. Right. I think for me, I, I try to just make sure that I write true. And sometimes people are weak and sometimes they're strong. And that's that's life. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, Riley could have been a male, though. What made you make you know, Riley? You know? I think recently, actually, in the last few years, I've started to write way more female characters. Nice. Yeah. And I just and I really thought about it and tried to approach it like, does it matter? Yeah. You know, and I think I was writing a lot of male characters and then it just kind of was like, well, does that matter? Right. So, right. you know, I kind of went with the Sigourney Weaver idea. Nice. Do you think Riley's complicated? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I really wanted her to have layers. And, yeah. you know, you look at a show like Lost and what they were able to do. And every time you see them, you see something different. And so I hope so. Do you think you're complicated? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I don't want to be boring, so I guess complicated. It makes it a little more interesting. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, multi-layered. <laughs> I was just testing you to see where you were going to run with that one. <laughs> uh, Is that high maintenance? I'm not sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I had to, though. You know, I had to ask. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Uh, Now, this is, you know, obviously had some success. It screened at, you know, a couple festivals. One, you know, Best Short Comedy Screenplay at the 2016, you know, Houston Comedy Film Festival received honorable mention at the California International Shorts Festival. Yeah, that's been great. Fantastic. What is that like? You know, obviously, I mean, great is, is certainly a word that comes to mind, but for you personally, obviously seeing the fruits of your labor there, what does that feel like? Yeah, see, you know what? And I will tell you that that's kind of where I just found that energy to keep going when I first started. It was like, okay, you know, because sometimes you write and you kind of feel like you're writing in this bubble. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of get to the point where like, why am I doing this? Right. You right. know, like, does this matter? I could be, you know, watching good television yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something, you yeah. know? And so I think for me, when I started to get that, I'm like, okay, keep going, keep going. And what I do too is sometimes if I put something out and it gets, you know, kind of slapped down, then I make sure that I put something out that day. Mm, so if yeah. I get a rejection, I will put something else out in the universe like that day. Well, that's fantastic. Just to kind of 
you know, to kind of just keep it going. Yeah. You got to have a reset button that's quickly pushed. I, I hear you on that. Right. That's right. And, and, you know, I, I think the whole rejection thing, too, you know, it's it's easier to be rejected from people you don't know. Oh, good point. Huh. You know, like if, if somebody reads it, that you know, I'm more concerned about giving it to people I know than giving it to strangers because, yeah, I'm not going to see them again. <laughs> but, I love that. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. It's It's been wonderful to see that get recognized and yeah. not feel like you're just kind of yeah, writing kind of to nothing. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Now, your writing style is fantastic. Just, you've got a gift there. I, it's, ah, my goodness. It's, it's quite unique. It, it really, really is. It fascinates me. I just, I find writing to be very challenging and um, I'm always intrigued by folks that have that gift that it can make things manifest like that. I, I really hope this continues to. What do you like to write? It depends on my mood. You know, it really does. I can't write comedy. So the fact that you have that gift is, is like admirable to me. Just, I'm so bad at it. I just, and, and it's funny because I think I'm a silly, funny, I love making people laugh, but when it comes to actually writing it, it seems so complicated and so difficult to me. But I tend to like to write about things that are heartfelt, I think. I like saying what's on my mind, and I feel like writing is just a good way to express some of the thoughts that I have. Now, when it comes to screenwriting, I always find that to be very challenging because I have a hard time with characters. And although I can see them because I'm like a very visual person, for me, Mm -hmm. it's hard to write them. Like I'm programmed probably the opposite um, in terms of like the way my mind works, I'm a more visual so I can see certain things manifesting more like their actions or a scene or a certain uh, particular scenario manifests. But then when it comes down to how the such and such character gets to this point, that's always the complicated part to me because I always think, you know, is this going to sound corny or is this going to sound right? Does this sound natural? Does this sound real or does this make sense or would this person say this? And that it's like a a very weird question to answer because you don't know. I mean, who knows? It, it, it can, I mean, there's writers who would say, listen, it's supposed to say this because this is the way you made it sound. So it'll sound whatever way you want to make it sound. But then I think all about finding that honesty, uh, I guess sometimes it's a very complicated process, but some may say it's simple. I don't know. I, but, but I think I, I've heard that kind of referred to as like, was it perfection paralysis or something? Yes. You know what? It's, it's yeah. okay. If, it's okay. If it's not good. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes you have to go through the, like I said, the vomit draft to to get to the good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure it's wonderful. Yeah, but and it's crazy because then you never really know that. And for me, I always need to have the vehicles there to bring it to life. Like, you know, if you have the right actors, too, I think you can get different interpretations of your writing. Like you said earlier, I, it's just a weird process, you know, from your mind to the page, from the page to you know, the actual portrayal of these characters. Ah, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's all awesome, but also for me, writing has always been something that has been probably the, one of the more difficult yet rewarding parts because I can write out a scene. I can see the action, but getting these characters to speak and to, to sound good, it, it takes a different type of gift. And, you know, that's, that's what is cool about having you on the show where you say you're like, you know, my dialogue is, kind of like one of my strong points. I love writing a dialogue or whatnot. That shows me that like, you know, some people just have gifts that are just hard to describe. You know, sometimes you just 
you got it like that. <laughs> you know, uh, I bet you do, though. I bet you know what I'm saying. Like you're probably your own worst critic because I mean, I, I yeah. just from talking to you, I, I would imagine it's it's wonderful. See, I appreciate that. I think too, it's hard to dig deep with your dialogue sometimes i i don't know i, I gotta do more of it i think it, you know obviously practicing is, is a skill but i don't know i'd rather work with writers because i just i feel like uh i don't know I, i'm still trying to figure out my lane on in terms of that but i i love you know working with people that are i, I think you know more gifted and more vexed i would say at certain certain uh, uh, parts of this profession because i find writers to be quite fascinating uh, even this discussion that you know the way you um, articulate certain things and you know the way your mind works is is certainly uh structured and uh in a unique type of way so yeah that's it's fascinating it all is fascinating the fact that you take a, a comedy approach you know especially to riley i mean it's got it's it's very serious, but it's also because you got a unique story there with her and, you know, her, her backstory, where she's at presently, where she's going. But you also have, I don't know, there's, there's some moments there. There's some comedic moments that, that make it quite funny too. So to take something that probably serious, if you look at it and approach it a different type of way and use comedy and fuse comedy in that, that's a skill set. You know, that's, that's a gift you have. That's. Tracy, the interesting thing is, I think you can always find comedy in some of the darkest moments in life. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Ah, good deal. Good deal. Cool. Cool. Mm. That's a, cool. We'll leave it there. At that. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not a, like a laughing at situation. It's yeah. just kind of just enjoying that moment together of, yeah, that sucked. Okay. Now what? Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah. You know, pick up yourself. Let's keep going. Yes, absolutely. My gosh. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything else in the pipeline? Here. what's next what's going on next with this what can we expect you know i started writing a book which is a whole different process because i have nice. a little like writer's adhd which is hard for me to focus for that long on one thing <laughs> and so and i kind of had that kind of completion thing where it's like i need to come to some sort of completion before i'll start something new mm, even if it's just like a first draft of something yeah so you know, writing the book. I mean, it's a different experience. I wouldn't necessarily do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I definitely like screenwriting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole different ball game. And, you know, yeah, but I'm almost done now. Oh, so how many pages? Gonna, oh, gosh. I, Where are you? It's, it's like 62,000 words right now. Wow. So, oh, my. And I think they're like typically what, like 80,000? Yeah, so yes. I'm almost there, Yeah. but I am definitely. And again, it's that long-term plotting that sometimes kind of, you know, I, I'm kind of more of that let's go in the moment. And then it's uh, like, Oh, I got to yeah. fix like 15 things. And I just <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I, I, I'm liking it and I'm liking that it's almost done. Wow. It's what is that? You say that a lot. Like I like that, you know, I like having written <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when you're in it, it's not as fun. Right. Right. But yeah. Okay. So would you like to see this become a, a screenplay? Would you turn this into a screenplay? Is it that type of material? And by the way, which genre are we looking at here? Fantasy, kind of more that fantasy Ooh, horror. Oh, nice. But it actually was a screenplay. So I kind of took two screenplays and kind of melded the ideas together. Oh, my. And so, and then I started thinking about, because again, I had a male protagonist. And when I wrote the book, I changed it to a female protagonist. Wow. And so then I recently went back and started to rethink it with the female protagonist as a script mm. and just there it's like 
you know, uh, three incarnations of, of the same idea. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm really looking forward to some completion there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's, I, I guess that is, uh, it's formulaic in that way, I think, writing. I, I guess there is like a void there and, until you get to that finish line. Yeah. It's a weird race in that regard that uh, you don't want to go too fast, but then, I don't know. You want to keep yourself energized and, and you know i know it's just a first draft but i think you know you you definitely want to keep in it keep le- loving it yeah versus yeah. Uh, kind of like trudging through it mm. you have a, like a deadline goal that you're trying to meet well every time and then i move it forward because i'll <laughs> find, <laughs> find a distraction you know on the wall you know i would love to have a quality draft done maybe by the end of summer oh fantastic good stuff just depending how other things are coming up or whatever, but that would be great. Yeah. So fingers crossed on that. By the way, and this also applies to Riley, did you um, come up with a title prior to starting the writing on it? No. I had titles in my head. Like one of the titles that I thought of was The Pragmatist because... And then, you know, the other thing I thought is, you know, this idea of everybody's a little bit of a freak, you know, all these characters that kind of seem out there really aren't because everybody is. And but, you know, I I settled everybody's a little freaky there, Tracy. Yeah, Basically, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? You know, you you look at at Gavin, you know, Joe's character on the outside, but, you know, on the inside, he's 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 us. He's everybody. So I went with Riley and, and I'm happy with that. I love but that. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes those titles come right away and you're like, oh, that's it. Or sometimes, you know, even the title can help you think of the idea. Like one of the ideas I was thinking of recently is that idea of a social contagion where something like divorce could be transmitted, you know, mm. and, and it's like a virus. So social contagion was like, that's it. And then the idea yeah. came from that concept you know, that term. So sometimes that will happen, but other times it's like, okay, well, you know, inherently this is Riley's story. So even though she's got all of these wonderful people around her, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy with it now. My God. It's great hearing, you know, your thoughts in general, uh, having, you know, watch what I've watched. And I, I think it's um, really puts things into perspective. That's the thing I got to really tell folks to uh, check us out. We're going to plug it at the end here, but yeah, it's great hearing your perspective. Obviously, been able to hear it from the actor side of things, but really, they wouldn't be able to be the vehicles that they are without this writing, and I think you've really created something unique here. That's I'm just going to keep it at that. That I see really good. Like I was telling, I don't know who I told this was Hillary or if it was Justin. I was kind of like, you know, I really see something unique. Maybe it was both of them. I, I just feel like there's something really, really unique going to happen with this, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Well, uh, like I said, I mean, it, you know, Jennifer's putting so much her heart and soul into this as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wanted to be successful as, you know, probably even more so for her is for me just because she's just given so much for it. So, yeah, for all of you, though, mm-hmm. ah, you're all yeah, magnificent. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of good people. Uh, a lot of talent. My God. Now, I've got to do something here to you, Tracy. And I'm going to hate to do this because it's something that I have to do to all of my guests. And I really don't want to do this to you. You've been so wonderful. And, oh, God, I guess it's the, the darker side of me, the more cynical side <laughs> of me. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, well, let's just say I've got to do this to you because you've been so wonderful. And that's, and that's just really terrible of me. But, I, I, you know, I've got to, I've got to, you know, neutralize some of your kindness by doing this to you. But I will say that I do this to all of my guests. One and two, I'm going to give an opportunity to opt out of this. So, uh, okay, do do you want to go through with this? Because I can't promise you it's going to be nice. 
Okay, I'm in. Oh my goodness, you just dive oh. right in. I mean, no hesitation there. You just, <laughs> you really want to do this, do you? I say that now without knowing, but oh okay, sure. I'm going to give you a second, actually. I, I got to give you just a second. Let me, let me let you rethink this. I mean, ah, oh, geez. And this is so terrible, too. I mean, oh, I hate doing this to people, but I don't know. I, ah, okay. Do, do you really want to do this? I mean, the, can I opt out after? Or is this my one and only this shot is your to only opt shot? out? Yeah, this is your only shot. And. Uh, are you are you going to take the risk? Are you going to all right? Be, take the risk. I love that. Well, <laughs> hold that for this. Now, Tracy, this is the part of the show where I ask my guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Now, Tracy, this fun fact has to be something that people don't know about you. So I'm gonna. Put the spotlight on you here a bit and ask you to share a fun fact. I know all that build up for this, right? <laughs> a fun fact about me that people don't know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm blanking. I, <laughs> I am so blanking right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wait. And it can be anything, you know? Anything can be... I've had some really interesting ones. Huh. Could be an interest of yours. Could be a favorite food. Could be just something random. I... Huh. I was down in a um, submarine once in... We were, you know, on a cruise, and we had stopped in one of the islands, and we went down in a submarine. Oh, and and it wasn't one of these like a Disneyland submarine. It was like a real old school submarine. Oh my! And it started to kind of like my cousin and I were sitting right at the end. Yeah. And we could hear that the engine wasn't sounding too good. Oh. Was kind of making a lot of noises, and the guy was like pounding on it, and we were down on the bottom of the ocean in this like old school submarine with a ton of tourists. No and way. And then your cousin behind me like starting to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd freak out. I'm like, oh no, our heads are going to pop like popcorn. Wow. And, I mean, yeah, that was, God. it was, a, I was very glad to get out of there. Let's just put it that way. And they, yeah. So I was like up there and just kind of in the middle of the ocean on the top of the summer. And it was just, it was bad. Oh. Um, I mean, exciting to look back at it, but yeah, it was definitely a, a, <laughs> a why did we do this moment? Wow. What about this that we thought we were going to enjoy? Yeah, I'm blown away by that. So what ended up uh, happening? Like, well, really? you know, I mean, it was something they did and we were fine. And, you know, we got off and got onto, a, you know, a, a boat home. But I mean, at the time, I just, you know, I just remember now, of course, it's funny to think of my cousin freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the time, I am in a small space with yeah. a lot of people and this doesn't sound healthy oh my could and, you hear like so you could hear yeah. like what did it sound like uh just in general could you hear the water around? like what does it sound like when you go down in a sub even i i'm fascinated by that alone well yeah it sounded really crickety and old and Ooh. um and then you know when the guy started pounding on it with a hammer i'm like <laughs> this, this isn't going well this is not a disneyland submarine everything's fine oh um, my <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah I'm definitely glad to have that over. Yeah. What a wild experience. I stuck on an island one time. I have been stranded on an island. Really? Did you, I had, did you SOS it? My cousins, it was the summer I graduated high school and I was with my cousins, another set of cousins with big Irish family. But <laughs> And the boat that was supposed to take us back, mm-hmm. they left. Ooh. And so there were some of us left on this island and we had to literally like flag people down the next day wow. to get out there for like cell, you know, cell phones or anything. So we just were really stuck. Oh, and, my. Yeah. So looking back at it now, it's funny. But again, not at the moment. I would just want it off. Yeah, my goodness. Those are two adventurous <laughs> fun facts there. <laughs> Scary ones, to say the least. Yeah. Whoa. Sub stranded on an island. My goodness. Yeah. I always think that oh, I've literally been stranded on an island. Yeah, that's uh, a that um, that's movie material. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gosh, wow! I appreciate you sharing those uh, fun facts. My goodness, Whew. scary fun facts to say. What's yours? My gosh, fun fact, huh? You know what I tell people, and this is something that um, oh no, 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 I think maybe a few people know. I love space. I'm actually a like an astronomy like space junkie. Like if I could do something different i would probably uh want to travel in space I, like if, if star trek were real i would be the first person to sign up <laughs> i love space i love the idea of uh traveling and uh, i feel like there's so much life out there that we don't know about in the universe and you know the way this all comes together i find fascinating and i love stargazing i'm a big big stargazer and just love clear skies and just that night air and going outside. Oh, that sounds lovely, actually. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, it's just, it it really puts things into perspective when you have time to just look in the sky and reflect. I I don't know, it's, it's therapeutic. And yeah, there's just so much to be uh, hopeful for and to think about as we kind of look into our sky and are reminded about this beautiful thing we have, this beautiful gift we have called life. It's fascinating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I appreciate you asking there. You threw me for a loop there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't warn you either. I just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool stuff. My gosh, it, it is literally true. I know you stayed a little longer, and I appreciate you, you staying over and sharing you know, your story and then kind of taking us behind the scenes with, with Riley. It's been uh, quite a treat. But I've got to ask if there's anything you would be doing if you weren't doing this right thing. Obviously, you said you teach too as well. Is there anything else that you would do in another life, I guess? I think law school would be awesome. I'd love to do something where, you know, maybe working for workers' rights and things. Yes. You know, that would be, I think, right up my alley. I would love that. Or even like political, you know, going into politics with the law. Mm, Yeah. You never want to be the face of it. You just kind of want to be the the behind the face of it. And I think that would be really cool. Oh, very cool. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, very nice. Very nice. So you've got that a little bit of activism in you. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I think that, you know, to be kind of, yeah, I, I think it would be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. By the way, what do you enjoy most about teaching? There are times when you know you make a connection and there are times when you just feel like, you know, like today, for example, I had some kids come after, you know, high school kids come back to see me. And, you know, that's when you're like, okay. Yeah. Again, it's just like the writing. Sometimes you just wonder. And, you know, when you have those kind of situations, you're just like, okay, this is good. Right, right. You're someone mm-hmm. I can tell that appreciates connecting with, with others, even if it's yeah. through your words and through your text. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. I think that's what life is all about. 
Yeah, yeah, really, definitely. Really do mm-hmm. these connections. It's it's what that's the thread. That's a common thread. Let's put it that way. It uh, strings us all together. Now, is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast? Maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Maybe they don't have the resources or the courage, or you know, maybe they they just have that writer's block. Is there any advice you'd give somebody that you know kind of wants to? do this but can't get started or maybe stuck you know what i'd say just keep going just do it because you know what i think it's just perseverance you just have to keep doing it and you know just don't give up honestly and like i said you know every time i get slapped down i put something else out there oh so i i think that's the thing it's you know i i don't think talent is everything i i think just keeping going is everything because you know i i don't think i'm talented i just didn't give up i just kept going and i committed to it i never looked at it as a hobby it was like a commitment and you know i i think that's definitely what i would say just keep trying keep doing it oh god i think that's excellent 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 advice right there and before we wrap feel free to plug anything you wish websites twitter facebook I know you kind of ride behind the scenes there, Miss. <laughs> but how can people get in touch with you and and kind of uh, find out what you know what's going on in your world? And obviously, you know, obviously with the series or whatnot. But how can people get in touch with you? TracyMay.com. Yeah. I, I'm on Twitter at, at Tracy May. So yeah, absolutely. And then of course, you know, like Riley, the series is you know across all platforms. But yeah, I definitely I like Twitter. You know, TracyMay.com. Wonderful. And that's M A Y E. And that's Tracy with an E-Y folks that are listening. So it's, you know, at May Tracy. It's actually uh, flipped on uh, Twitter there. So (laughs) folks, uh, you get to see the mastermind behind this series here. And gosh, it has been a, a real pleasure having you on this podcast. I'm literally wishing you Godspeed with everything um, well, thank you. You too. You should keep writing too, sir. Oh my goodness. I, I I'll try. I'll, you know, it, uh, I, ah, goodness. It's, it's the one block that gets me. And this is what inspires me, you know, talking to individuals such as yourself, you know, gifted individuals that are making it happen. I think that's what inspires me. And I hope others that are listening to this podcast, you know, grab that inspiration, you know, cause there's so many different parts of this business that I think are unique and this thing we call creativity or entertainment or filmmaking or whatever you want to call it. But I, I get inspired by individuals like you. So, you know, you fired me up to to do that. And I appreciate that, you know. And, and I again, I, I just am so excited to have you on this program. So I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out to come on and, and share, uh, you know, obviously your story and part of it at least because it's an ongoing thing with our, uh, our listeners. So, uh, you know, salute to you for coming on and for creating something that uh, I think, you know, certainly manifesting into something unique. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. So what do you think? I think it's time to uh, to use yeah, a phrase that you're probably familiar with and probably feel good when you when you see those two words. I think it's time to fade out here. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tracy May, M-A-Y-E, folks, for those that are wondering. And God, make sure you check out Riley, the series, and make sure you follow her because she is, uh, I think, fantastic so you know folks make sure you check out this series oh god you will certainly not be disappointed and i'm hoping for good things for this i you know jennifer you know hope everyone listening i don't know got a good feeling about this but uh again folks that was tracy may oh gosh and we will be back with more after this break
You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show and hopefully you are feeling inspired. It's been a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening and we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Miss Tracy May. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful discussion that was. Make sure you check out everything that she's doing there. My God, what great insight and perspective there on the screenwriting world. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this podcast tonight. Obviously, the show would not exist without you listening, so please continue to spread the word about the show. I'd greatly 